Welcome to Australian Hiker, your online hiking resource. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage. This is episode 93 of the Australian Hiker podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing the First Hike Project. This is a program that aims to introduce refugees and recently arrived migrants to their first bush experience. Founded in Perth in 2015 by Neil McCulloch, an immigrant himself, the First Hike Project is now spread across the country and includes Perth, Adelaide, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, and now Canberra. In today's episode, we will be talking to Canberra coordinator Vakomas Taylor and Mustafa Alkavani, a participant of the program of the, of the first hike, which ran late last year. I'd like to welcome you both to the Australian Hiker podcast and thank you for agreeing to talk about the first hike project. Hi there, Tim. Hello. Okay, so we're going to talk to McComas to start with, um, who's the, the coordinator of the program, and just to ask him a bit about a few questions about the program itself. So, McComas, tell us a bit about about your involvement with the project and what's involved with being the Canberra coordinator. Tim, I first heard about the first hike project when I saw a very nice little video that the feed from SBS had put together on the program that Neil has developed over in the West. It's a little eight-minute documentary, and I saw just the other day, it's now had nearly half a million views on YouTube. It's uh, a story that they made on one of their hikes where they took a cameraman and a sound guy along and they just followed the progress of that hike from beginning to end. And into it, they wove the story of a young refugee, I think from Syria, who was able to talk about his experiences, how he uh, responded to the hike and how actually in the end he got a job as a plumber through the hike. It was such a feel-good story. And as soon as I heard, as soon as I had seen that video, I knew exactly what I had to do. I knew I had to do the same thing here in Canberra. So I immediately got in touch with Neil over in the West. We set up a group. We started our conversation in about July of 2018, and now we've just had our first hike. What's involved? It's much more complicated than I imagined. <laughs> There's more to this than meets the eye. We First of all, we had to make contact with our hikers, so that's using our network to contact refugee organisations, institutional organisations. We had to get uh, working with vulnerable people clearances. We had to uh, arrange funding. We've found wonderful funding sources, very kind sponsors. Everybody we've talked to said, yes, how can I help? One of the beauties of this is such an easy message to sell. It's so easy to explain. We are taking young refugees and migrants on their first ever overnight hike in the bush. Now, as soon as you say that to someone, they say, yes, I'm in. What can I do? How can I help? So we've uh, we attracted uh, good funding. Then we've done the shopping. We had to buy food for 20 people. We needed drivers to deliver our hikers to the trailhead. We needed guides. We needed first aid people. We had the rangers on site. Our local parks and conservation service has been very supportive. Then we needed people to 
to uh, pack down. We needed emergency vehicles. We needed media contacts. So there are probably 40 people working in the background to make this happen. I must admit, I mean, the first time I came across the first hike project was probably about 15 months ago. And I think it just came up in my Facebook feed. And I thought, this is a really interesting program. At some point, I'm going to have to try and interview someone and talk to them about this. And I think, like, as you said, that, that uh, program from SBS, I think it was recently, that I also saw that and thought, it, this, it must be karma because it's quite convenient that it opened, opened up here in my home city, which makes, it, makes doing the interviews much easier. Um, so, in relation to hiking, are you, you're obviously a hiker yourself, are you? I've spent a lot of time in the bush one way or another, Tim, uh, living close to the bush, living in Canberra. I think everyone's going to be a little bit involved with what's going on around them. So, I've, had, I've come from a very keen interest in bird watching and bush walking and bringing these two. And, of course, uh, a lifelong care and involvement with refugee issues. So this is such a good way of bringing that outdoors interest and a social interest together for me. But this really isn't about me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the other thing that uh, must surprise me as well, I mean, you know, it is a good program, as you say, getting uh, uh, refugees and young immigrants out into the bush. And I think there's, a, there's probably a lot of Australian uh, who, people who were born and lived all their lives in Australia who have never been out bush. That's certainly true, Tim, but it's even more true for, for people coming from overseas. You and I have grown up here. We've grown up in the bush. Bushwalking is a part of our culture, but it's actually a very sort of middle-class white sort of thing yeah. to do. Uh, and just to be able to open up this, this world to these fine young people is very, very enriching. Quite frankly, I think we as volunteers got as much, if not more, out of this than the young folk who came along with us. I think that's often the case that when you're doing... Um whether you want to class it as charity work or whether you're just talking about programs that help people out, however you want to call it, it, it tends to be a two-way street. The people that you're trying to help certainly get a lot out of it and the people who are, who are setting it up and doing all the, the organising and, and running it also pick up a lot as well. So. It, that's certainly true. And even the, our volunteers but also our sponsors get a real buzz. They get a real feel-good feel from doing this as well. All right, so the first hike, I believe, was in October, so that was last month? That's it? right. At the end of October, we had the last weekend of October. We met at uh, 9 o'clock on Saturday morning down at the old Rural Valley Tracking Station in yep. Namaji National Park, about uh, 50 k's south of Canberra, and we hiked up to a wonderful spot called Legoland. It's a very well-known rock-climbing place with fabulous granite formations, and our hikers uh uh, loved that huge cave in under the boulders. And then uh, somewhat to my concern, they jumped up onto the top of the boulders. They were hopping around like <laughs> mountain goats. Death was always present. It was a bit nerve-wracking, actually. Uh, fabulous views out over the valley. I think everyone loved Legoland. Uh, nobody died, so that was good. Uh, and then back down to the old honeysuckle camping ground where we spent the night the next morning, we had an easy walk out to Barumba Rocks. And I think one of the highlights for our hikers was from Barumba Rocks, looking way, way out into the distance, you can just see Black Mountain Tower. You can see back to Canberra. So you can see where we had come from. I must admit, I hadn't been to Legoland until earlier this year. There's just too many sites and it was, wasn't one that was on my radar. And it's, it's quite a nice site, actually. And I can see why... I used to be into rock climbing a few years ago, and I can see why the rock climbers go out there. It, it is, as you say, it's, it, the temptation to climb all these rocks out there is is there for all of us, I think. It's a wonderful, wonderful formation. 
Okay, so what's the plan as far as the hikes are concerned? So you've had one hike already in October. Have you had a second hike yet, or are you planning a second hike? We're planning a second hike for girls and young women early next year. We'll wait till the heat comes out of the sun. Uh, I think we'll be looking at something in uh, February or March before it gets too cold. And then we'll have another hike uh, in the spring next year. Up until now, our advice has been to run the boys' hikes and the girls' hikes separately, a little bit of cultural sensitivity. Neil over in the West is now experimenting with running co-ed hikes, and they seem to be fine. I think some of the girls' families are happier with the girls knowing it's a, it's women-led, women-organised with women hikers. But we're experimenting with this. So the short message is a women's hike early next year, and then in the spring, we'll run another hike for, for boys and young men. How many hikers did you get on the first hike? And, and what's the ideal number from your perspective? We had the lucky number of 13 hikers on our first hike. I, we've have a, we have a notional limit of 15 hikers. Yep. Our sponsors have, have provided us with five three-person tents. And while we're speaking of tents, I'd like to tell you a story. I, this is my first experience with crowdfunding, crowdsourcing. And at, at eight o'clock one night, I put uh, a request up on chuff.org saying I need a thousand dollars to buy five tents for our first hike project. That was eight o'clock at night. When I checked it at nine o'clock the next morning, I had $1,035. By eight o'clock that night, I had $1,500. And by, by eight o'clock the next night, I had over $2,000. So again, Tim, this is just, this, this message is so easy to sell. It instantly captures people's imagination and people have been very, very generous. So we actually bought not, we had um, enough money, not only for our own tents, but we've bought supplies for our fraternal organizations as well using that funding. That's pretty good. Yeah, I noticed that the, uh, looking on your website, and I'll, and I'll put the links up to the website on the show notes, that you have got a few corporate sponsors, and it's good to see that people have come on board and helped out. As I say, Tim, everyone we've approached has got the point. They can see what we're doing. Uh, it's high impact from their point of view. 100% of what they give us ends up on these hikes. Yep. So we've had such kind sponsorship, right from our local supermarket through to the big uh, hiking companies, the big gear companies. Everybody's just been so kind. No, that's excellent. Now, you talked about having an ideal or a maximum number of sort of 15 participants. What about uh, staff or volunteers that are helping out? What sort of numbers do you have there? We have five guides actually on the ground, uh, at least one of whom has uh, wilderness first aid tr- training. But as I mentioned, there's a whole crew in the background. There's the packers, the shoppers, the drivers, the emergency vehicle, the unpackers, the media people, the fundraisers. So although there's 15 hikers and five guides, looks like 20 people. There are so many people working in the background to make this happen. All right, that's good. Now, you said you went up to um, Legoland last time, uh, time, which is Namaji National Park. Is that a site you picked for any particular reason or will you vary the sites uh, each time you go out? I'm feeling that having got one good path, one good trek worked out, there's certainly economies 
in going back over that same route. Yep. I have a feeling we might not be taking our hikers up that very steep climb <laughs> from a uh, very steep climb from the Aurora Valley tracking station up to Legoland next time. We might tweak the route a little bit. Yep. But basically it's a great route. It's not too difficult. It gives young people their exposure to the bush. There's plenty of going on plenty going on. There are great views. Those rocks are fantastic to climb on. Honeysuckle Creek is a very nicely appointed uh, camping area, it's got uh, water and it's got toilets, which just makes life a little bit easier. Yep. So I'm a bit inclined to go back to the same place. No, that's fair enough. I mean, if, you, if you're doing dif- different groups of participants each time, it's all new to them. And, and as you say, once you get a good site that works well for you, may as well stay with it. So you, where did you actually set up the the, uh, the tents? Was that uh, actually up at Legoland or were you back at the campground? We camped at Honeysuckle Creek. Yep. Camping, uh, camping ground, and I'd like to give a quick plug to the ACT Parks and Conservation Service because they looked after us really nicely. Again, having heard the message, they were instantly on board. They, uh, they did a fundraiser for us. They waived the camping fees for us. They gave us a bag of firewood. They dropped in to see how we were. So such great support from ACT Parks and Conservation Service. No, that's good. It's, it, it is always good when to see when the local park service help out, and they usually do. Uh, but it's, um, you know, and sometimes they'll, they'll do it without even being asked. They just find out what you're doing and say, yep, we can help out. So that's excellent. Okay, so could you talk us through the hike and what's expected? So um, yeah, are they expected to have any experience at all or they just turn up to a particular location and then you take them through what's, what's going to happen? We, well, we had a, pre, a pre-hike briefing here with, with all of our young hikers, so they knew roughly what to expect. I brought a backpack, a loaded backpack along so they could try it on, and I think that was a, an interesting experience for them. Uh, they were briefed on wearing a decent pair of shoes, uh, no drugs, no alcohol, uh, basic safety, uh, look out for snakes, that sort of thing. Uh, then our drivers picked them up from home, picked the hikers up from home and delivered them down to the trailhead. Okay. All right. So delivered down to the trailhead. Uh, they were then issued with packs and things and got you, got, you set them up there, uh, actually there? Outward Bound very kindly lent us uh, packs and sleeping bags, uh, trangia stoves. So we gave our hikers there. We issued, issued each of the hikers a backpack there at the trailhead and they carried the gear up to uh, the top of the range, up to Legoland and then on to Honeysuckle Creek. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Now, um, what, um, you know, you were talking about backpacks and they need to have sturdy shoes. Was there any other, I mean, you, you managed to source all the gear between between um, Outward Bound and between the, the crowdsourcing, you managed to source all the gear for, for what they needed? That's correct, Tim. So Outward Bound provided a lot of gear for us. We bought some of our own gear from our fundraising. Tim, uh, uh, Neil over in... Perth has got excellent contacts. He's done some fantastic fundraising. He's got very good relationships with the big gear companies over there. They've given him fantastic prices on a lot of gear. So basically, we've got all our own gear now. All right. That's good. Okay. So now we might move on and we'll have a chat to Mustafa. Now, Mustafa was one of the participants in the first outing for Canberra's first hike project. Um, now, if you want to give us a bit about your background and how long you've been in Canberra for. Um, I, I was born in Iraq in Baghdad, and then 
I left fourteen years of war. After that, I moved to Jordan for two years and then applied for immigration in Australia. I came here two years ago in ninth of September two thousand sixteen, and since then I've been in Canberra ever since. Okay, and how did you hear about the first hike project? Um, I was actually in school, and one of my teachers said there was um a first hike project. So it's basically um hiking, you go up the mountain, you see the nature and stuff. And I actually got interested straight away only after she said nature because I love nature and I love sport and running, walking. Okay. Um, and before your outing, have you ever been for a bushwalk or a hike before? Um, I've been running or climbing mountains before. I've been even bike biking as well, but I've never really been in a proper bushwalking before, no. Okay. And how did you find your first experience on the trip? It was amazing. It was actually astonishing. Like, the nature was amazing, the mountains, the climbing, the rocks, and even the food was amazing. So, like, because I'm a Muslim, I can't really eat anything. But, like, all the food was vegetarian, so I, I could eat everything there without really asking what's in there. So that was really worrying me a lot. But, like, the food was amazing, and there were amazing cooks as well. And even at the... um. Some guys even brought a guitar and they start singing and dancing and I could bring cards, some cards to play some games as well. So we never got bored at all and we always had fun as well. And at the top of the mountain, the nature was just so beautiful. Even the air was different. Like here in the city in Canberra, the air is a bit different. It's because of the cars, the buildings, etc. But in there, you just smell the nature, the actual air. Okay, and when you talked about the cooking, um, did did you, did you do your own cooking, or were there people cooking for you? Oh no! So the guides were actually cooking for us. I brought some sandwiches because, well, my mom's actually really strict about that, so she just like got me three sandwiches. But I never actually ate them. I didn't get the chance to because they were amazing cooks, and they always provided me with provided us with enough food and more. What What did you have? What did you, What was your What was your dinner for the, the for the trip? Um, we had pasta, I think. Yeah, if I remember correctly, we had pasta, two different ones, and we also had some cheese as well with it, and just like different variation. We also had marshmallows, etc. Okay. Um, now, what were the highlights of the trip for you? Um, I think the main highlight was like seeing the nature from the top of the mountain. Like the climbing was also amazing. The climbing the rocks as well. It's just like feeling the danger, but. It's just you feel amazing. So, like, danger is not danger anymore if you're in the nature. That's why it's actually really good to go in the nature, go hiking, and especially to go to the mountains, especially um, Legoland, because it's really beautiful. Okay. Um, now, was there anything you didn't like on the hike? There was absolutely nothing I did not like. It was absolutely perfect and amazing. It was an absolutely most amazing experience I've ever had. Okay, and what was the weather like? Were you lucky with the weather? Yeah, we were actually really lucky with the weather. It was sunny and beautiful. I did not put sunscreen because I don't like it, which I actually got burned. But it was so beautiful and the weather was amazing. So based on that, will you go bushwalking again? Oh, most definitely I will. All right, that's good. Um, so that was uh, Mustafa, who was one of the participants on the uh, the first hike, uh, uh, first hike, first outing in the in the Canberra area. Just one last question for you. Um, what's your next hiking experience, Bacomas? My next hiking experience will probably be doing a hike for young women and girl refugees and migrants. And we're looking at late February or early March next year. 
All right. So the intent is to try and do what one boy's one and one then girl, one girl's one, or see how the numbers go. This this is our intention at the moment, with the possibility of maybe some co-ed hikes further down the track. Okay. And actually, just while I think about it, what was the the average age of the the participants you had on there? They all all sort of senior high school, or they varied? Uh, 16, 17, 18, most of them. I think our oldest hiker was probably twenty three or twenty four. Okay. All right. What about you, Mustafa? Have you got any? What's your plan? Forget what's your next bushwalk. Have you got anything planned at all? Oh yes, I do. I I'm thinking of going bushwalking again in the holidays, the coming holidays, because this week is the last week of school. And then in the holidays, me and some friends think of going bushwalking. We still don't know which mountain where to go exactly, but we most definitely will go. Probably down to this a similar sort of area where you were before down yep. in Namaji. Okay, that's good. Okay, and I suppose any final thoughts from either of you in relation to the First Hike Project? If any of your listeners are interested to get involved, as they say in commerce, you'll find us on Facebook, First Hike Project in Canberra. All right, and as I said, I'll put the link to the First Hike Project uh, to the website as well as the uh, the Canberra sites and the uh, the social media as well. So if you go onto the, uh, the show notes, you'll be able to find all that information. Any final uh, words from you, Mustafa? If you're a refugee and you want to go, absolutely join the first hike project. Okay, thank you very much. I first heard about the first hike project. Um, Tim was talking about SBS and a program that was run, but I actually saw them uh, or heard them on ABC Radio and uh, was really interested in what they were doing. And it was probably at the time when they had just recently started out and and uh, they were doing the crowdsourcing for purchasing of gear and so on. They're quite overwhelmed at the response. Um, it's really interesting to fast track uh, them having done their first hike in the Canberra region and particularly hearing Mustafa talk about what he enjoyed about that. And uh, there's no doubt for those who have done that particular part of uh, the walk into Legoland, that's a pretty hard walk and a pretty steep walk carrying all your gear. But, you know, we might not have done it that way. But anyway, <laughs> um, but I just think it's, you know, it, it, it captured my imagination then and just listening to McConus and uh, Mustafa talk, it, it definitely captured my imagination again. It's not just about getting people um, uh, familiar with the outback or the bush or the local environment. It's it's really about giving them experiences that 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 expand their view. It's about connecting them with community. Um, it's about welcoming. I think welcoming people into the community. So there are all sorts of. Um, benefits that I think people will get and particularly these young people who no no doubt have uh, lots to offer um, Australia in the, and uh, their new communities. Um, Mustafa is a very articulate young person, um, which, you know, I think is um, poss- possibly maybe a surprise for some people. Um, in terms of the the uh, background that he's had and and the uh, perhaps negative experiences that he's had, and I think what comes through is the positivity that he has about 
what he's experienced in his new newfound opportunity. Yeah, I, I, it was interesting doing the interview with uh, both Mustafa and Mokomas. Um, they both were very positive about the the first type project in general. Certainly, Macomas, you know, when he talked about him wanting to get involved with it and actually setting up the Canberra first type project, and Mustafa saying that uh, you know once he'd had it explained to him, he he was in straight away. He didn't have to think about it, uh, and it's um, it's a, it's a a unique sort of program. Uh, and it's a way of of um, taking people new to the community and new to the country and giving them an experience um, in the, in the Australian bush, and as Jill said, into integrating them into the community as well. Yeah, um, and some people might not know, but I do quite a bit of um, work in um, uh, women's equality area, and uh, you know the next hike that they have um, for girls specifically or young women specifically, um, that's something that I'd personally be interested in supporting and being part of as well. Okay, so we, we hope you've enjoyed listening to uh, a bit about First Hike Project, in, in particular the Canberra chapter. Um, as I've said in the earlier in the introduction, there's really a, a chapter in, in just about all the capital cities now uh, and it's still expanding. So if you want to be involved or want to help them out in some way, uh, go to the show notes uh, on our website at www.australianhiker.com.au and we've got links to their website, their social media pages. uh, They've got a GoFundMe page if you feel like donating uh, some funds to help them out. Um, I'm sure they'd be appreciative. Uh, Or just get in contact to see if there's anything you can do to help out. Um, so again, this was a, a one of the more interesting uh, interviews that I've done over the last uh, couple of years. Oh, all um, your interviews have been interesting, Tim. <laughs> but certainly for me, it's sort of uh, it's something just a bit different than than being just about hiking. It's also about giving back to the community as well. So uh, I think this was uh, it was an enjoyable sort of interview to to actually carry out as well. Okay. In next week's episode, uh, we're back to our regular episodes again. Uh, We're going to be doing episode 94 is night hiking. Uh, So if you've ever been keen to be hiking at night time. No, I haven't been. (laughs) (laughs) This is the episode for you. As always, you can listen to this episode through our website, through SoundCloud, through Spotify, through Stitch Radio and iTunes, as well as a number of other podcatchers. If you have a chance, please go through and give us a five-star rating on iTunes to help get the message out there. That's all for this week. Bye for now. And bye from me.